Chapter 2 of The Sins of Silvertip the Fox. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Sins of Silvertip the Fox by John Breck why tommy most lost his temper nonsense said nibble rabbit there wasn't any man they don't come here you must have had a bad dream no i didn't she insisted i was wide awake and i saw him as plain as plain nibble sniffed the air but the wind had blown all the scent away so he didn't believe her when he turned to her again she was trying to eat the twigs that she could reach with her long tongue hey don't you know better than that he demanded you'll get pickers in your mouth and what's much worse you'll feel awfully queer and sick inside of you doctor muskrat says you should only eat that tree for medicine nibble felt very wise and grown up beside this foolish cow she wasn't really wild and she wasn't really tame poor beast no wonder she was scary she didn't know enough to be either thing properly come along he ordered i'll take you down for a drink and then you can eat the willows if you're like the partridge you can nip the tips off a cottonwood that your long neck will reach up to so the red cow hove herself up to her feet tail first as is the custom of cows and followed him obediently and he showed her the way to the warm spring that was dr muskrat's front door it was a good thing he was polite and let her drink first for as soon as she began dragging her clumsy toes in the muck to spread them far enough apart so she could get her nose into the water clang went the cold steely jaws of another trap she jumped back snorting and waving her tasselly tail while she cocked her eyes to try and see it but nibble wasn't paying any attention to her he was thumping and bumping as hard as ever he could with his soft furry feet and calling dr muskrat dr muskrat dr muskrat eh said the old doctor as his nose came up out of the water and the cow snorted at him harder than ever what's all this he sniffed at her inquiringly oh dr muskrat nibble almost cried look it's more jaws ah the old beast examined them wisely and shook his head what did i tell you 
you can't trust even Tommy Peel. He was just pretending to make friends with us so we'd forget to be afraid and he could catch us again. I guess you're right, murmured Nibble, but he felt very badly about it, for he really liked Tommy. Just then the red cow spoke up. She didn't understand Dr. Muskrat, but she caught Tommy's name. And although she didn't like Tommy herself, even a stupid cow knows enough to be honest. I told you I saw that man, she said to Nibble. Well, it surely wasn't Tommy. It wasn't, eh, snapped Dr. Muskrat. We'll just see about that. He dove again. He came up looking very puzzled. Tommy's jaws are still biting the mud just where he threw them, he reported. We'll watch what he does when he finds these. It was Saturday, so as soon as Tommy had finished his chores up at the barn, he whistled to his old dog watch and came tramping down the fields with his tall rubber boots. He had a cap full of meal and an ear of corn in his pocket. Yes, and he had a nice lump of fat for Chewy the Chickadee and a string to tie it to a branch with. But Nibble didn't come running to meet him. He was crouching back in the reeds with Dr. Muskrat, and the red cow had lumbered off to her own hiding place in the thicket that Nibble had showed her. Come, bunny, bunny, called Tommy in his nice voice that fairly made Nibble's feet itch to run to him. He crept up softly near the warm spring so as not to scare his muskrat. Then he saw the footprints, the big ones of the red cow and the little ones of Nibble Rabbit and the paws of Dr. Muskrat with his toe gone, for now it was healed so he could step on it. And there was the trap sticking right straight up where the cow's clumsy foot had jerked it. And wasn't he angry? Just wasn't he? He was the crossest little boy in all the woods and fields and the houses too because someone was trying to catch his very own wild things that he was trying to make friends with. The trap was chained to a bulrush stalk, and he yanked it right off, stalk and all. He was so angry. And then he did something that showed he was really learning to think quite like a wild thing. It was just what wise old Dr. Muskrat would have done if he hadn't been so troubled deep down inside that he forgot about everything but Tommy. He trailed the footsteps of that other man and found two other traps right in his own woods. 
clang, clang. He had given each of those cold steel jaws a stick to bite on. Then he rooted up their chains and tied them all together. Crash! They went plump down into the mud beside his own. Yah, yah, hooray, barked Watch. He thought that anything Tommy did was perfect. And he wagged his big wavy tail so very hard that at last his tail wagged him and he waltzed around and around. And then Nibble came bouncing up with his ears in the air, and Dr. Muskrat waddled after him. But Dr. Muskrat stopped at the very edge of the reeds, because, you know, he and Watch hadn't made friends. Still, he looked very kindly at Tommy, and he came out in a great hurry to get his meal when Tommy moved away. But Watch nearly scared him when he turned around to ask, Nibble, do you know where I'll find that red cow? End of chapter 2